You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. And I'm Jen Justice. And today, we've got a great topic. We're going to be talking about home offices. And to help us out with that, we've got from Bradford & Galt technical recruiter Scott Quinn. And Scott, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me here. And uh, Scott sort of came to our attention because very recently an article in Ingram's Magazine Scott authored for them, A Whole New Threat Emerges in the Quest for Talent. And I want to talk about that, Scott, and then your experience with uh, people and home offices and what you uh, have been hearing and what employers say and that kind of stuff. So we're going we're to dive into all of that. Um, so let's just kick it off right now and let's look at the big picture and, and particularly, uh, although it's not uh, – directly real estate related, but the the frame of this article I think is fascinating. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I just looked at um, the last year and saw a disconnect essentially between what what people I'm talking with and, and reading about surveys of employees and what executives think about what, what they're going to do as far as coming back to the office. And these two are a major disconnect. And um, so I warned uh, business owners and leaders that if they insist on a hybrid or, you know, five days a week back at the office, just like it was 2019 all over again, that they really risk losing valuable employees because there's so many other companies out there that are going to say, we don't care where you work, just get your work done. And so, but also the employees are, they're not, they're not going back or they're looking, they're saying no, right? They are saying no. Uh, so they've they've had now you work primarily uh, you haven't your whole career but you work primarily now with IT staffing correct and and for those who don't know I'm a 20 year software engineer before I got into real estate so I'm very familiar with this and IT clearly particularly software development but uh, has clearly paved the way has been well ahead of the general curve of uh, remote work work from home whatever you want to call it right. Um, and, but but it's now, uh, you know, I don't want to say post-pandemic, but as we're apparently coming way out of the pandemic. And, of course, this episode will uh, air in August, so hopefully we're even further out. Um, I'm sorry, it'll air in July. Uh, but um, the uh, um, hopefully uh, a lot more than just your hardcore software engineer has now had this taste of remote. And what you're saying is a, a lot of people aren't, aren't interested in going back. That's right. So even a year and a half ago, it was a little bit of an outlier. You'd see people uh, have on their profiles, you know, 100% remote only, and you're kind of thinking at the time, well, that's oof, sounds like a, uh, a real difficult case, you know, maybe uh, trouble, you know, handle and that sort of thing. Um, now anybody with a computer doesn't matter what your job is, um, is now faced with uh, the option of working from home. And I think where the challenge lies is there was always, you're right, Eric, there was always this sort of assumption that work from home, work remote is what these IT guys do. It's an IT thing. 
we don't really know what they do, but they work from home. And you figure they, they would figure it out on their own. And I think uh, for, for a whole host of other people who are now just getting into this uh, situation, um, we're going to have to come up with some kind of structure in place. Um, and, and a process and, you know, wrapped around the idea of working from home. But, but the problem isn't solely that there's talent that won't work with companies unless they can do it from home. The problem is broader than that, isn't it? Because it has to do with talent pools. Right. So walk us through that. Break that down. Well, uh, so if, if you are a company, I'm just use Kansas City as an example, and you insist that your employees come back to the office even two days a week and you call it a hybrid model and you, you know, you, you pretend like it's a great thing, even though over the last year plus they've worked from home and did just fine. Thank you. And productivity was great and profits were great. And, you know, um, if you insist on that, a couple of things are going to happen. One, um, you're going to have a harder time finding people within your geographic limitations to come in and do that job. Number two, you have outside forces. So people or companies outside of Kansas City who are going to dip into this talent pool and say, I don't blame you if you want to work from home all the time. Why would you want to drive in two days a week? I tell you what, come to work for my company and you can work in Kansas City and out of your home. And and, and in any environment, you know, uh, and I can think of a handful that could easily or are easily working from home. I know two actual medical coders that work from home. Uh, so of course, I have a lot of friends in IT that work from home, started doing it permanently during the pandemic, aren't going back, and some of the companies aren't bringing them back. Um, but there, there's got to be a handful of other things. And we'll get into home office, which is really mm -hmm. what we want to talk about. But the problem is, of course, is that that particularly these places that are horrible to live in in terms of cost, mm -hmm. you know, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, et cetera, they're coming in and raiding our talent pool. Right, uh, because they're offer they're they're able to offer more than competitive wages, because that's what they traditionally have to offer in their own area. And then a local business is not expanding their horizons beyond the geographic talent pool, so they're missing out. Correct. Uh, and so these are these are huge problems, and and you know the industries that can support it. Obviously, you can't have you know a barista working mm -hmm. from home, but. There's a lot of essentially, as you mentioned, computer-oriented work that can very much be done from home. We have found that out, and we've also found out, I think, a key thing, which is we've done very well, thank yes, you. Yeah. Productivity in those places has stayed the same. That that horrible micro-middle management layer that swears that if I don't stick my thumb on these people, they won't work, we've right. generally proven not to be true. Right. So and, and so, you know, the question for employers then is – do you want to find the best talent in the county or the country? And it's a pretty stark, you know, binary choice. And that's what it's coming to. So all of this leads up to the fact that home offices are already, I mean, last year by necessity, but it's not going away. They're going to become more and more prevalent in real estate and in and people shopping for spaces for home offices. And so let's kind of kick that around a little bit. Let's talk about some of the things that people should be looking for in a home office that they are looking for, that we've seen them looking for, and then some of the new scenarios 
that are sort of coming into play. Um, so first and foremost, I've had a home office for years and years and years. And a lot of realtors, by the way, have home offices, even if they work in, in big national franchise brokerages. They, uh, they prefer to work from home as opposed to necessarily go into those. As a matter of fact, a lot of them have closed in Kansas City recently. Uh, so realtors are certainly very aware of this. Um, uh, but it's more than just, I need, you know, uh, more than just, hey, I'm going to take over the kitchen table. Right. Um, you know, you need dedicated space. So first and foremost, I think the thing you need to understand is um, that you need privacy. Um, just even even in when you if you were in a cube farm, uh, there was some measure of separateness. And when you're at home, that separateness needs to occur on a personal level. Right. right? You need to the the kids and the the dog that's yipping and your spouse that's nagging. Um, all of those things, and I try not to nag my wife too much, but <laughs> but uh, all of the, you need to have that physical separation. So that is, that one's sort of pretty obvious. What are some of the other things, both, and of course, Jen and I, I have tons of anecdotes, but Jen and, and Scott both, what are some of the other things that you see people are, are concerning themselves with when they're talking about home offices, either in your experience of what they have um, or, Jen, and, and what your clients have been asking for? Well, and, you know, Amy pointed out flooring. Is an interesting dynamic in this home office thing because I think you pointed out a Amy, great, and that's Amy Gray, Amy Gray with uh, A Three Architects, who she was, was on a previous out, episode, yeah, uh, on on her episode that you know this flooring and the aesthetics and the sound, and you pointed out a great fact that you know the times of your dog, your kid, and your spouse in your work environment, right? If we're going to be allowed to work from home. The times where this is going to be widely accepted in a consistent fashion are coming to an end, right? Because this is going to be your work solution. So having that private space and, you know, whether you turn your dining room into more of a closed private area or whether you have that L-shaped desk, you know, in the private room, that's going to become more of a thing if it's a permanent solution. So just making sure you have that, whether it's in a condo or whether it's in the three-bedroom home that you buy, you know, it's a piece that's a factor. Well, I think I think that's ultimately what we have to talk about, right? Because we know that uh, spreading out on the dining room table isn't going to work. No. It, it doesn't work long-term for... No, the any, baked beans on your work is not yeah, attractive. Well, but it also doesn't work in your home, right? Because right. when when we talk about the the myth of, of uh, work-life balance and, and, and the jokes that, that, and I think they're jokes, that, that so many companies talk about, oh, yeah, we have a great work-life balance, which is you get to have a life when we don't want you to work. Right. Um, <laughs> you absolutely, and if there's nothing else the pandemic has taught us, this is the value of family. Uh, when you've had to spend more time and care for them and be concerned and, mm-hmm. and, and, and figure out how to have quality time. Um, the uh, uh, So I think keeping that separation is is, is critical. So we, we are, I think, anybody who wants a permanent office in their home really needs to have a separate space, preferably with you know, uh, uh, sound barriers, visual barriers, et cetera, to the part of your home that is the family part. Well, yeah. And, you know, looking over the last year, doing all of the, the Zoom interviews with candidates, for example, when they talk with, with us or they talk with clients, you know, it it matters what's in the background, right? Um, putting a filter over with, you know, a city or a, a beach, you know, that's that's a Band-Aid. It's, it's not necessarily professional. But being able to display your home office, a real 
home office um, that people that people can see. Um, I think will lend credibility to those folks who are working from home because there's always going to be that segment of the population that thinks, what are you doing? You're just in your bed or you've just moved stuff over on the dining room table, the folded laundry, you've just moved to the floor and you put your laptop, you know, and having that professional look, real professional look, not an, not an image that overlays behind you, I think will be really important because Believe me, we've seen we've seen a lot of. Um, we've seen people go to the bathroom on Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, don't forget to turn off your camera, friends, because we all know that viral video. Yeah, stand, right? stand up to get something, and you're not. You wearing don't any have pants. pants. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. not professional. You know, it's interesting you say that, Scott, because we had our NAR NAR mid year legislative meetings, which normally we go to Washington D.C. and do some lobbying and advocate for home ownership and private property rights, but all those have been virtual as well and so you know they've they've had different backgrounds and stuff but i'm i'm mixed i like to do some of the fair housing background some of what you know is provided with the nar committee members but then i also do love to showcase my office because i'm proud of my office right so i completely cleaned up and revamped the back of my desk and tried to put some pieces in there like a welcome piece and then some realtor awards in the background where there has been upstairs on a shelf you know it displayed so i kind of did some of that exactly for those mid-year legislative meetings thinking you know we've been at this for a while now it's time to freshen up the scenery in my office and just change up and Really looks sharp, clean. Got a webcam, you know yeah. that was a good investment, uh, and a Yeti uh, mic, blue Yeti mic, and so trying to just do some things to improve the quality of that home office for what's the virtual setting that we sometimes are going to be a party to. Right, and if you've seen, for example, ESPN is probably the template um, over the last several years where they simulcast these radio programs on there and you look at their studios or they'll have somebody in a, another city uh, who's who's talking and the the backdrop they've got sports figurines or you know right. all kinds of things mm-hmm. related to that so I think for people just to just to think creatively and about well what would you want to see in a colleague you know you think of the offices at work that you used to go to uh, everybody kind of makes them up a little bit personalized and just have fun with it but at the same time show that this is a spot where I go because I've got this stuff here to do my job yeah you know that's a good point I mean um, we uh, make in a traditional office environment we make the office space our own and part of that helps reflect on who we are the professionalism or you know in in the industry I've been in a lot of it has been sort of the the, the fun, the geek, humor side of geek, right. a lot of Star Wars figurines and bobbleheads. And, and anybody in your line of work yeah. as a developer knows that if you're a Star Wars guy, then you're going to talk about the Matrix, you're going to talk about this, you can you can kind of bond on a human level, yeah. and you'll also probably be up for talking about all kinds of geekiness related to web development. Right, and if you know. you've got a lot of sports memorabilia right. behind you, right, or if you've got, you know, if you're just really dedicated to, you know, business improvement and you've got a bookshelf behind you with all your Franklin Covey books and, and you know, how to get things done and, and you that's know, precisely right trust and, and whatever. Um, so we were taught 
years ago that when you would go to a manager's office or a decision maker's office, you would look, okay, is there a, di- a diploma, you know, is, is, or, you know, sports thing that indicates a particular professional team or collegiate team and use that as a way to kind of, kind of bond about stuff. So we're really, it, it might seem like we're reinventing the wheel, but we're not. It's just a matter of really kind of physically, mentally relocating it from where we've been used to doing it for a very long time into a new a new place. So that's an aspect of a home office that I think a lot of people don't really think about. They think about some of the physical and technical aspects, but let's talk about a couple of those. Um, uh, and I don't want to get, because I, I can and I love talking about the technology, but uh, let me just toss out a, a couple of things uh, for those of you that are, are wondering about things that you should be looking for. Number one is, can I get wired internet into this room? If you don't know why wired is better than wireless, call any geek, call me. I'll give you a 25-minute <laughs> dissertation, which you will hate listening to. But uh, you're going to want a wired connection if at all possible. Um Particularly if you're expected to be connected on, you know, uh, for a long period of time, you know, a four-hour shift, eight hours, whatever it is, um, you're you're going to want um, the same kinds of things that you're asking your employer to give you: uh, a quality desk, possibly a standing desk, um, or one that moves up and down. You're going to want. Um, a really good ergonomic chair, because if you're going to be at, you know, I, and so my problem, my problem is not only do I work when I'm not out with with clients or at meetings or whatnot, which is why I'm out and about a fair amount, but uh, when I'm uh, work, I also I'm uh, I game, so I sit in the chair in the evenings too. So I've got to have really high quality stuff. Um, but it, you should be thinking about that. And then let me ask you this question, Scott, because you'll know. Are employers providing some of that at this yeah, point? They sure are, and and that's that's a great option if your employer does that. But I would say even if you have to buy it yourself, it's worth the investment because you want to be you want to be comfortable, and that makes you productive. And now, especially now that we're all maybe relaxing a little bit, and um, the excitement of COVID has. Uh, uh, and the fear is starting to abate and getting into this idea that this is a long-term, maybe for the rest of my career solution, it's probably time to step back and say, okay, what do I really need to make sure that I, I feel as good um, here in this office at home as I did in in the office at work? That's a great point because that's actually one of the things I invested in once we started going to the virtual and I'm not a huge fan of the screen and all of that but it's a necessity now it's not optional and it's it's a time factor convenience in different arenas where now if you did have two meetings that were going to be close together and you were going to have to miss one or the other you can actually virtually do both but the um, adjustable standing desk that you can get on Amazon yep. for around $200 it's an investment yep. right even if you have just a sitting desk, it's great to have that to stand part of the time or adjust it down. And the other thing, it levels up for your camera, which I really enjoyed that feature once I got the desk. It was like, because your, your computer sitting down on the desk and your camera looking up here is not necessarily the most flattering angle right. of you. Whereas if you've got that desk and you attach the camera, you can look down and have a lot more flattering angle coming on those virtual meetings. So that, I, I invested in that, and I like it, too. And that is a thing about the angles and the way people appear 
to themselves, which they're more critical than others are going to be, but it is a thing right now. You sent me this great article on on people and like the the plastic surgeons are having a field day because of bad video. And so it enhances things that, that don't look that way in real life. But when you get on these lower quality images um, online, they they somehow come out more. All right, so back to some of the physical things. Um, and, and there's a couple that I really want to mention that I think people need to because, because I've heard people say, well, yes, it's any old eight by eight room and you can make it work. If you're going to, if this is going to be your permanent office setting, how many people, and people do it, and they have to, or their employers make them. How many people like working in an office with no windows? Yeah, avoid now, there are, that. There are at some. All cost. Yeah, there are, there are some, but a lot of people don't. And, and yeah, so, natural light is huge. Lighting it's in key. general is mm-hmm. important. I think that it people is. don't think about what kind of lighting is in here, and if it's not what's appropriate for what I'm doing, then can I change the fixtures? Right. Um, and what kind of natural light are there? Here's another one that's coming up, which is both spouses are working from mm-hmm. home now. Yeah. And so spouses are spending a lot more time, and they're just cramming themselves in the same office. May work, may not, but you need to think that through. Do we need separate spaces? Because if we both need to be on Zoom calls at the same time, it's probably not going to work. If we're not used to being in the same small office space for hours at a time as part of our relationship, maybe one of us should go to another. So when we're looking at real estate, we need to start thinking about how is this going to break down? Do I have the appropriate space for what it is that's going to happen in this house? We, when, when COVID, when we first went home last year, I was out in on our dining room table and my wife came into the kitchen and was talking loudly on her phone and I'm on a phone call. And right. you know, it was like, wow, that that really hit home right there. It's like, we gotta do something about this because I can get a call at any time, you know. And um and, yeah, and people, your your business is as crazy as ours. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So and 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 in your scenario, your wife works from home and has she for did. several years. Now. Right, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, not everybody is a fan from working from home, but um, uh, even the some that can do it don't like doing it. But that's not you know, not really the discussion. Those people are probably going to gravitate towards places that um, uh, have office space or will continue to keep office space. But there are some companies out there that are. Um, getting rid of some of their commercial real estate, saving money, and then hopefully investing it back in their employees. I, I say that with, you know, uh, and not their stakeholders, but their shareholders. But we'll see. Sure. Um, so we've talked about, um, um, you know, uh, the the actual uh, space, the room, lighting, flooring, uh, sound privacy, physical privacy, um, the desk, you know, another thing that you don't always think of when you're going, this room will work for my home office is storage. Right. So, you know, if you're working from home permanently, even in IT, there's always been, particularly when I've been doing the project management side of it, there's always been papers and I've had not a lot of them, but, you know, I've got to get this in a filing cabinet or I've got to keep this. And certainly in our business, in real estate, there are, uh, for some clients that don't do things electronically, there's a fair amount of paperwork. Right. Uh, and then there's, you know, um, some companies don't keep electronic files, et cetera. So um, do, do I have the right storage? But do I have a place for my printer? 
Um, is, is it really going to be appropriate for me to go to the kitchen and get coffee? Or do I need a little single cup coffee maker down here or a little small fridge, just like I might consider in my office at work? Right. So, and I know Eric's a big double screen person. I haven't grown up to the double screens yet, but I know that's a big deal for a lot of people to I'm be able to three move screen. back. And, you're a three yeah. screener. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So you really have to think think this all the way through. And even, even to the point of I, I heard about a, a man who um, gets in his car, works from home now, gets in his car every morning and drives around the neighborhood for 10 minutes. And during that time, he can kind of get focused and just that act, he comes back and he's ready to go. So, you know, kind of to that point of, do I want to bleed into my home life, even though I'm home? I mean, it's 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 a balancing act. So it's that the, he was are... using his commute for that previously right. to, to adjust his, his mental space. Yes. So now he just does it by driving around the block a little while. Right. And it yeah. preps him for that. And so. the same could be said. I had a geotechnical engineer that uh, I'm in a coaching group with. He had to really discipline himself to get out for lunch ah. because he was just getting on. And so from a work-life balance, right, yeah. we're talking about that. And, and maybe the employer even needs to say, hey, you guys need to make sure you're timing out, you know, whether it's the 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, and just getting this done and taking care of this. Because honestly, if your employees don't eat, they might suck. <laughs> well, and, and you make a you make a really great point, and that on a broader level is about, you know, employee well being. I mean, is is it to that to that very thing? I mean, when you're in the office, there's always people who ah, I don't want to go out. I'll, I'll sit at my desk, whatever. But you can drag them out once in a while if you are at home. That's not a possibility you anymore. You might get lost in your work and your thoughts, and, and that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm just smiling over here because I'm like, well, I think there's some employers I've worked with in the past that wouldn't like it. Uh, but, I mean, they would love it, but uh, <laughs> right. not my last one. My last one was fantastic. So uh, I just was ready to, to help people in real estate, by golly. Um, what from from what you've been like the people you talk to that have home offices the the well let me ask this question do employers uh, have expectations f- in terms of what kind of I, I doubt they'd be able to check it but do they have expectations on what kind of home office somebody that they hire remote would do no nothing formal other than yet an internet connection and that's exactly right and I think I think smart people working from home, who want to work from home, will come up with kind of what we've outlined here as far as here it is so that you can go to the employer and say, don't worry about me. I'm not going to be in my bed. You know, I'm not going to be in the kitchen table. I've got a dedicated space. I insist on taking lunch, you know, all of those things um, that that you can do because I think that's going to, to come up. My mind went to reworking the traditional resume with some of this information, actually. If that's what you're applying for a full-on virtual position, this now becomes part of what you would showcase as your strengths. So. Yeah, and no, and Excellent. and I've worked, you know, in in as a software engineer and and job roles around that project management, product management, et cetera. I've worked um, remotely off and on throughout my <clears throat> entire career. I spent. I did a two-year contract with a major telecom, and I was in the office twelve days in two years. 
So, I mean, I, I get, and that was definitely a question I was asked in a couple of occasions, which is, do you have an appropriate space to work at home? Um, and so uh, they didn't define appropriate for me, but right. you, they're asking these kinds of questions. And I think that probably becomes a fair ask. And I think you're right. I think it becomes a, a, a separator, which is not, uh, yes, I am working remote, but I have dedicated space. I just feel like, you know, having my window look over the mountain as opposed to come in and deal with aspects mm-hmm. of the office and the commute that are no fun to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And so I, you know, the commute, I mean, in this city, I traditionally have always commuted 30, 40 minutes, sometimes even more over the years. And let me tell you how wonderful that, you know, when I was working remotely and didn't have to do that, yeah. how great that well, is. Well, and, and to Jen's point, you know, if you if you can say to an employer, look, I, I'm wired and these are my specs. And when I'm on a Zoom call, I don't get latency. I don't get lagging. It doesn't freeze up because that's super annoying right. and, and drives everybody nuts on Zoom calls. And I'm going to be talking to our clients on Zoom calls and you don't have to worry about you know, my, uh, my mother-in-law who lives with us interrupting or my daughter or my son or the, the dog, right. Right. Cause I've got this separate space and we've established that level of privacy while I'm working. Yeah. So. so as long as people will, will give it the same amount of thought as they do for their home theater situation, <laughs> they will not only or gaming area, if yes, you're Eric, right. They'll, they'll get ahead at work even. So well, no, that's fantastic. I, I think it's really important because I've, I've just walked through a lot of houses with um, a lot of people that are looking for home office space, and I've had some that think it out really well, and they come in going, look, we need natural light, we need et cetera, et cetera. And particularly like during COVID, this one couple I was working with, they got stuck uh, in, in the small house they were in. It was literally their bedroom was mm. their office. Now, they knew that was terrible. And one of their requirements was we have to have space to create. And, they, you know, so they, they already knew they wanted lighting. They wanted the appropriate outlets. They wanted, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think too often people are like, okay, this little dungeon down here will be great home office. Right. And that's fine if you're in it working, you know, a couple of evenings a month. But it's not fine if you're in it every not day unless you happen to be a dungeon dweller. Right. So. <laughs> All right, Scott, I so much appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everybody near the end of our episodes. And for you, it's really kind of around home offices. What is the craziest thing you've seen or heard or done in home offices? Nothing I've done. However, <laughs> my wife, now this is this is pre-COVID, and picture a, a woman in bed, and she is on a a call uh it was a it was a video call and she has the laptop propped open no hang on this is what your wife is seeing you're not describing your wife i'm describing my wife okay <laughs> and you're gonna get in so much trouble i know you're i got permission to do this okay and <laughs> good job good job she instead of having the so there's a front and back camera instead of having the front camera facing <laughs> her on her feet were the face of her in the Zoom. Better and, that than something else that it could have been. And somebody texted her and said, Jane, your toes are showing. And uh, so she she got it switched around and she, she put some tape or something on the back. But she wanted me to tell everybody that it was okay because she just painted her nails the night before. <laughs> I was you know so. what I was thinking that. I'm like, did, well, how long since she had had a petty, right? <laughs> so... so. 
Oh, that's fantastic. You know, and I, I didn't even think of that. No, like, with the two ever, facing cameras. No, no. And this is why you don't have your home office in your bedroom. <laughs> that is exactly right. That's right. That's absolutely right. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, Scott, thanks so much for coming and sharing with us. It's been really helpful. And and folks out there, when you uh, when you're thinking about a home office, put put a little more effort into it. And and I and I think Scott, I think you've got it right. I think our requirements and our expectations are going to change as this becomes more prevalent. Awesome. Definitely. Definitely. It's been fun. All right, everybody. That's another great episode of Get Real KC wrapped up. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.